Hello everyone and welcome to the Happiness Anonymous podcast. How are you this evening? My name is Jem and today I'm checking in inspired and really, really affirmed, I think is the word. See, this last weekend I've been out of town. I live in London and for anybody who lives in London you'll know it's quite uh, a rough and tumble place. It's quite a hardcore place. Uh, but I escaped this weekend with the ease of lockdown. I left the city out for a couple of days. I went and stayed in the countryside up in Yorkshire. It was wonderful. I read more of my books. I found a few discoveries. And one of the discoveries and realizations that I came to realize I want to talk to you about today. And I think it's quite prominent because since I've come back to uh, London, there have been two instances where it's really been embodied and I feel like the universe is turning around and saying, yes, pay attention to this little lesson, this little realization you've had, give it more thought and put it into practice. So I've been reading Victor E. Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. It's a classic tribute to the hope of the Holocaust. Um, It's an amazing read, it really is. And it is, for anybody who's been listening to the podcast, you'll you'll know that I speak about it, and I've spoken about it a couple of times. It is taking, it's a small book, but it's taking me about three times as long, like longer than any other book that I've read because as you can imagine it's quite uh, heavy but despite that it's enjoyable which feels like the wrong word to use but in it on about page 75 because that's about how far I've managed to get after a couple of weeks Victor makes this um, amazing observation of the prisoners around him in his recount of his time in the concentration camps during the Holocaust. And the context to this observation comes in his questioning of, in a situation that he found himself in where every part of the situation, every part of the circumstance was designed to strip individuals down to their bare base nature, strip them to animals, make them cattle, And he asks the question of, are we as a, as an identity, as an, as a, as a psychology, as people, as individuals, are we only the product of the circumstances that we found ourselves in? Are we at the whim of the environments that our psyche has found itself in? And I thought that was a quite an interesting question because there's lots of evidence, there's lots of thought around this idea that what you experience impacts who you are and how you are and how you react to the world. It it impacts you. And there's lots and lots of interesting stuff. I was listening to a podcast with a, a, a neuroscientist who was talking about how our experiences quite literally change our brain on an organ biological level what we experience changes our brain so this question of are we nothing but the circumstances we have found ourselves in throughout our existence is a really interesting one and victor goes on to say that 
if you were to take the majority of the prisoners in these concentration camps as the answer, then the answer would be yes. Because unfortunately, the camps did affect a lot of people quite negatively. But he then points out this, and I'll read the extract. So all of what I'm about to say is entirely Victor E. Frankl's words. Because he points out, They may have been few in number, but they offer sufficient proof that everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. He's talking about a select small group of people that he observed despite the fact that they knew they were days away from death, just because of the circumstances, not because they were all starving and it was horrible. They knew that they were days away from death, yet still he observed people handing over the small morsel of bread that they were given to sustain them. Some people handed that bread to people who were less fortunate than them. They chose kindness. They chose to be more than the animal that they were being made to be. They chose to still have hope. They chose to still sit above the circumstances that they found themselves in. And it really struck a chord with me. He goes on to say, and there will always be choices to make. The sort of person the prisoner became was the result of an inner decision and not the result of camp influences alone. Fundamentally, therefore, any man can, even under such circumstances, decide what shall come of him, mentally and spiritually. It was this spiritual freedom which cannot be taken away that makes life meaningful and purposeful. So, this took my breath away when I read this. This is all on page 75, I think it leaked over to page 76, and it took my breath away. Because... It's talking about kindness, but it's also talking about the fundamental of you can only control you and how you react to any given situation. Now, this is something that I learned a few years ago from the 12-step program of recovery, um, which I really delve deep into just as as a methodology to sort of manage your own emotions and it was incredible and one of the key principles is this idea of letting go of trying to control everything else around you because the only thing you can control is you and your reaction to the rest of the world the only thing you can control is you and I kept in the last few weeks uh, and and well, I think it might be a, a little bit longer than a few weeks now, but we're going to say a few weeks, when I've been struggling due to circumstances, and I think everybody's been struggling, you know, uh, anxiety has been running rife, we're, we're in the middle of a mental health pandemic due to a, a, a biological health pandemic. And I think we're about, to, it's it's only going to get worse, unfortunately, for a lot of people, but it will get better. But because of that, I've been struggling and I've gone back to the recovery program that helped me so much the last time I was struggling. And I've been getting very, very frustrated with the fact that it's not working. 
and I, I, I couldn't figure out why, why it wasn't working, why I knew these principles, but they weren't fitting the hole in my soul. Now, when I first found this, the, the, the program, I wasn't an addict, I wasn't an alcoholic, I had never taken drugs, you know, it, by every common sense, the program should never have worked with me, but it did. And I remember at the time, I was telling everybody who, you know, I'd been offered everything from scripture to religion to self-help books to theories to psychological analysis to every I'd be handed so many different things and none of it fit the hole in my heart and I kept coming back to this idea of you know those toys you give to toddlers where it's a box and it's got different shaped holes in the box and you've got the different shapes and they've got to be able to fit like the star into through the star hole and the square through the square hole and, and, and things like that. That game. I kept imagining myself like that and that just thinking none of these things fit the hole that I'm trying to fill until I found the recovery process and the recovery and 12 step program and I thank everybody who and everything that kind of pointed me down that that route because back then it saved me so you can imagine when I'd found this thing that fit my soul and this hole that when I'm suffering again in much the same kind of way I was quite frustrated as to why why is it not working why 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 is it not fitting the hole and it led me to realize and Victor E. Frankl made me properly realize it is that we all change just as the neurosurgeon and neuroscientist turned around and said situations and circumstances change your brain on a biological level you know the brain you were born with is not the brain that you have now at all those neurons have changed and that's an amazing thing it's all to do with neuroplasticity i'm so excited and, and enthused by the podcast i that i um listened to it's the blind boy podcast go i've linked it in my stories go um listen to it go enjoy it it's a great great bit of 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 entertainment and also knowledge it's a great conversation but we change our brains change and therefore we change and also our circumstances change and in reading this essentially Viktor Frankl saying exactly the same sentiment giving me the exact same meaning it took my breath away because it fit suddenly it fit and I'm started to think okay why is this meaning coming from somebody who's talking about the holocaust something i could never identify with fitting me better than than the same message but delivered from the angle of of the recovery program and i realized the different entry points come from different perspectives if you're coming from the re recovery process that's coming from the, pro the, the the perspective of an addict of somebody who feels like they can control everything around them and that's their fatal flaw whereas victor is talking about and mr frankel is talking about coming at it from an angle of a victim of somebody who's had everything taken away from them and i realized and i thought i'd share the pandemic has taken away a lot from a lot of people you know not just lives unfortunately but if you 
are a social creature. If you work in the live arts or public facing jobs and positions, if anything social in your life is what you pad your identity in, and that has been taken away from you for a year. And that has such wide spanning implications. But ultimately, and I'm not comparing myself to the individuals who suffered and, and, and survived, but also didn't survive the Holocaust. That is an extreme version of this, but they had things taken away from them. And I realized I haven't been feeling in control. I haven't felt like I've controlled anything about my life or what I do for over a year. So approaching it from the perspective of somebody who thinks they're in control is never going to fit that situation or that hole in the little box. But thinking about it from this idea of you can have everything taken away from you, but what was the line? What was the line? You can have... It, oh, that, that's it. That's it. The, you can have everything taken away from me, from man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. That, I fit the whole because suddenly it empowered me. It, it really did. It gave me the power to decide. And it really made me kind of think, you know what? There are two things to take away from this. If you are somebody who is trying to go back to the habits that you had pre-pandemic that were healthy, but you're struggling, or you're trying to access theories and, and things, just stop for a minute and, and acknowledge and think, what, what perspective are you coming at this from? What is it that you need? And by essentially stopping, catching your situations and deciding and really figuring out what perspective you're coming at something from, that could probably give you a little bit of a way into old messages and old uh, mantras. But it also, it reminded me exactly to do that is stop, decide how you're going to react to something and then act. So when I'm dealing with anxiety where everything feels like it's being done to me and it's this physiological as well as this mental reaction that just happens, it just goes. Victor E. Frankel reminded me and it fit the shape of the hole in my little box that I call me to stop, catch whatever has just come at you, decide how you're going to react to it, and then act. Or don't act. It's entirely your own decision. But give yourself the power to control you. And I think in, in a world where we've lived for the last year, where I think powerlessness and hopelessness have come hand in hand into all, most of our lives, I just wanted to remind you that you are in control of you and everything that you react to. Like, the th how you react to things, that's entirely in your control. 
It's in, it's, you're in control of you, you're in control of your body, and you're in control of your mind. And it is your choice and your choice alone. Now, how the hell does this come back to this idea of, oh, London's a bit harsh and uh, Yorkshire isn't, uh, or at least is in a different way, but is, is quite kind. Um, as I've returned to London after realising this and really thinking about this idea of choosing how you react to a situation, I've had to do it at nearly every moment of every day I've been back because in London lots of bad vibes are thrown at you you know whether it's you're driving around and somebody just deems you an idiot because you're a little too left or a little too right or you've paused or you've not gone fast enough or whatever and they just get aggressive at you welcome to London um but you you, I especially if you're in an anxious state that can really throw you um but because I've had this 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 realization it's made me kind of stop and go okay you don't have to panic here you don't have to freak out you don't have to feel like you're the worst human in the world just stop laugh at this person who's getting really irate on the road and continue and despite that one of the things that's happened a couple of times is a couple of people have shown true acts of kindness and now that is a choice that they have made and I feel like it's illustrated this idea that you can choose how you react to any given situation. The first was on the way back from the north I was driving and I'd started to notice my car was giving me the signals that it needed an oil change. I checked it was totally not 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 full enough at all. It was completely dry, um, but that no worries. I know my cars. I love my cars. I know what to do. I walk into the garage and um, I grab the motor oil and I look and go, "That's the type I need. That that that's the kind of oil I need." But then suddenly there were six different types of this oil, and I didn't know what that is. Anybody who owns a car knows that if you put the wrong fluid into your car that's a very expensive very catastrophic mistake not always but sometimes and I had the teller being quite aggro towards me in a weird way because they just wanted me out of the shop and they just wanted me to spend money and just buy something um and I felt myself getting a little bit aggro back just to say well you're not the one that's going to pay thousands of pounds for the mistake and also be stranded in the middle of a country um but then there was a man who was uh stood nearby who once I left the shop to to go look at my car again in frustration and figure out maybe is there somebody I can call maybe I can look at the manual maybe I can just google some more this man came over and he pointed at his car, which was a beautiful kit car. Beautiful. If you like cars, oh, it was gorgeous. And he said, did I, what, what, I hear you, you've got a problem. Can I help? And I, I just explained, you know, it's, it, I don't know what the difference between the different types of this oil is. It's all the right or number that I'm looking for, but I, I, I don't know what the type is. And he looked at my car and he said, do you trust me? 
And I said, well, with that car, you know cars. And he said, it doesn't matter. And he gave me the answer, quite simply. And I thanked him profusely because I just really wanted to not be stranded uh, in, a, in, in, in a petrol station, grabbed the oil. And as I came back out and I was, uh, I was beginning to fill my car back up with its oil, he pulled over and offered to help again. Now, for anybody who's raging feminist, you might be triggered by that a little bit, but I have to say, he was just being kind, and it was lovely, and it put a smile on my face because in the middle of a pandemic where we are told to stay away from everybody, to, to avoid everybody, to social distance, this gentleman came over and treated me as an equal, because it was not condescending in any way, it was literally just, I'm going to choose not to get into my car and drive away and leave this young woman to deal with it by herself. I'm just going to be kind and ask, is there anything that I can do to help? Is there any advice I can give? Which was lovely. And then I didn't drove away and I didn't think about it other than thinking, oh, that was that was really lovely. I believe in kindness. That's what I thought. I believe in kindness and the kindness of man. And then today, the next day, I am at my local corner shop and I've walked down there to grab a few essentials like cooking oil so I can cook dinner or more, my other half can cook dinner because that was a nice little treat. And whilst I'm there, I am so hungry so I grab all of the snacks and I go to the checkout and um, the lady at the checkout laughs and asks me if I'm hungry and I say yes very much so that is why there are there is ice cream and popcorn <laughs> and all of the snacks that I shouldn't be eating but I'm going to because yum and she laughs and she grabs a um, packeted croissant that they make fresh every day and she handed it to me and she went there you go on the house so you can walk up the hill to your house again uh, and have a snack and you don't have to wait until you get there to open up your popcorn or anything like that and it puts such a huge smile on my face not only because yes I got a croissant and I didn't have to pay for it which is awesome um also I was so so hungry <laughs> um but it was an act of kindness and that was the thing that really brought a smile to my face and I was just going to do this podcast today I just wanted to preach you know be kind to other people and it was going to be a very short one until I looked at my notes for what was going to be the podcast which is about Victor E. Frankl's observations about the power of choosing your own inner life and the power to choose your own perception and I realized it's the same message you can choose how you react to the world because the teller didn't have to do anything she could have just laughed I could have laughed we could have parted ways but instead she decided to be kind and go that extra mile and that's something I very very much believe in is do everything in your power to be kind but also do everything in your power to be kind to yourself and choose, you know. They can take everything away from you, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, 
to choose one's own attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Have a great week. This is just your friendly reminder that I'm not a professional. I'm just a girl on a mission to understand this thing we call happiness. If you're suffering or if you need help, reach out to any one of the heroes in the description of this podcast. And be kind to one another.